I, I just don't see why there continues to be this huge stigma around parents using cannabis when there is no stigma around, you know, mom having too many glasses of wine one night and not feeling so great <laughs> the next day. So she doesn't want to get up and that kind of like, it, it just doesn't seem it's just like, Oh yeah, that's par for the course. She kind of had a rough day. It's okay. You know, I just feel yeah. like people kind of, fluff that off, you know, and I'm certainly not saying that people who choose to unwind with a glass of wine or have, you know, a couple that there's anything wrong with that at all. You know, I, I like my wine too, don't get me wrong. But um, I just think that it's time for there to be sort of a paradigm shift in the way people view this substance and people who are parents consuming it. And, you know, why why is there still this sort of negative thing associated with it when so many people that I know, and then I'm sure we could, you know, come up with a giant list of are these amazing productive parents that work a full-time job and have three kids and, you know, are also involved in all these things that they're volunteering for. And they're also cannabis consumers. And I just think there's time for a paradigm shift. Welcome to the Mary Jane Experience, unbiased, unabridged, and most of all, informative. From our mountaintop view here in Colorado, here's how we see the cannabis industry today. Let's look at weed. Hello, everybody. It's the Mary Jane Experience. Casey Jones here alongside Strawberry Sequoia. Welcome to the Mary Jane Experience Podcast. This week we are tackling another taboo or stigmatized topic, cannabis and parenting. Kind of a a borderline controversial topic. I'd say. Yeah, something very interesting. We've uh, had discussions with society doesn't really like to use those words in the same sentence. Cannabis and parenting uh, kind of, you know, seems a little bit like alcohol and parenting, even though We know everybody likes a good glass of wine at the end of the day to de-stress. People are starting to use weed in the same way. So this week we had the opportunity to talk to Leah Marr, um, who's actually going to be presenting in South by Southwest, which we will be at next week. And we wanted to get an interview with her. Strawberry Sequoia had the pleasure of talking with her. Strawberry, set this one up for us. Would you talk about what are some of the topics we're going to learn about today and what can we expect? So, Leah Marr is, as Casey Jones just said, she will be actually hosting a meetup on cannabis and parenting at South by Southwest, which is occurring on, I think the cannabis track is March 14th through 18th. So, if you're in Austin, stop by then at that. Definitely. And we'll talk more on what Leah is doing at South by Southwest sort of towards the end of the podcast. But to preface, Leah is a mother of three children. She's a canna journalist and one of the owners of The Weed Blog, a great resource, by the way. She is a legalization activist, obviously a mom and a, a whole bunch more. Her journey into cannabis was a bit of sort of a rocky road. So I wanted you to hear her stories to start things off. Here's what Leah has to say about her journey into cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I guess my journey with cannabis started quite a while ago, but as an activist, I do consider myself to be an activist at the core, even though I work in the cannabis industry. And like many other activists, I was sort of thrust into the cannabis movement. It wasn't necessarily a (laughs) willing step that I took. In 2009, you know, I had used cannabis before and, you know, used it casually and didn't think much of it. In 2009, in Columbia, Missouri, where my husband and I and our two children were living at the time, on March 9th, 2009, we had a paramilitary style home invasion, much like a SWAT raid happened to us because we were growing medical cannabis in our basement there. My mother-in-law had pancreatic cancer and that's why we had started doing that. And so we were, our house was invaded by three different law enforcement bodies and was, <laughs> I was in the middle of a miscarriage at the time, speaking of parenting, and <laughs> was really, I was already in kind of trauma and was really, it had my civil rights violated in a way that I didn't really know happened at the time because we lived in a very new sort of almost cookie cutter looking subdivision where all the houses kind of look the same and all the you know, sidewalks are paved and neither of us had any priors on our record. There was absolutely no evidence of violence around the home. And I knew things like that happened in places where there was, you know, rampant crime happening, but I just had no idea that things like that were happening. And so that experience sort of opened my eyes to the overall drug war and, you know, the space that cannabis prohibition holds in the overall drug war and all of the social injustices and criminal injustices that are sort of intertwined in cannabis prohibition. Prohibition. So at that time, my husband was arrested. I was not. And about three months after the SWAT raid happened, we packed our bags up and moved out here to Portland, Oregon. So that was in June of 2009. And about a year after that, my husband pled guilty to the to the arrest and he was given a five-year probation with um, 15 years hanging over his head during the entire probation but the judge was kind enough to let him serve his probation here in Oregon. So Leah's got a pretty incredible story and since having her home raided and her husband arrested Leah's activism has taken her down many different roads. She helped found an organization called New Approach Oregon, which ended up being the organization that Measure 91 was campaigned and drafted out of. She founded a group called Moms for Yes on Measure 91, and within just a couple of months had over a thousand people in the group. She helped launch and run the Women Grow chapter in Portland, which became the largest and fastest growing chapter in the history of that company. She also worked for one of the first recreationally licensed cannabis businesses in Oregon, called Yerba Buena Farms. And finally, she now serves as the editorial lead and manages the content and editing and publishing for the Wheat Blog. Her goal for all of this? Check it out. In each of those roles that I've played in the industry, my overall goal has been to lift the stigma that surrounds the cannabis conversation and the cannabis plant in general and normalize this conversation just like, you know, we have normalized conversations about other substances in this country and also to ultimately end prohibition on the national level. That is kind of actually the goal of our podcast here with the Mary Jane Experience, to be honest. Um, you know, the, the stigmatization of marijuana and its use in various different aspects of life are 
the things that we're exploring here between Strawberry and myself. Um, so very interesting to hear uh, kind of what Leah has to say there um, in regards to parenting and cannabis. That is the topic today. Um, so let's get on into it. First and foremost, Strawberry and I, we are not parents. Uh, we've done our fair share of babysitting. Phew. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bullets That's done. actually why, I don't know if anybody has noticed, if you're a frequent listener, I don't normally sound like this. I have a huge cold right now because I was babysitting two children the past week and they got me extremely sick. So that's bit, my voice today. A bit nasally, a bit snorty, <laughs> yeah. we'll say, for sure. Um, but yeah, neither of us are parents. We don't have our own kids. Uh, definitely one day kind of thing. Um, but we've done our fair share of babysitting. We, we kind of have our foyer into that. I've coached uh, youth skiing um, as well as youth hockey. So we've been around kids. We have nieces and nephews. and So Strawberry Sequoia took the time to actually interview Leah this week. Uh, you guys had a great conversation, it sounded like. Um, so what are what were the topics that you guys covered? What can we expect from this episode? What are the people going to learn about? Okay, just to break down this episode real quick, we're going to be talking about a number of different subjects, starting with cannabis and parenting and the heavy social stigma that it carries. What does that mean to Leah? Why does she think people need to take a more open view on the topic? We're next going to go into how do we need to change the way we talk to our kids about the plant. Leah also shared with us resources for parents, so places that you can go to find the best information to share with other parents and your children. We got a little crazy with can using cannabis actually make you a better parent? Opinions thoughts on that Hmm. and lastly just kind of general ground rules or the best tips to make cannabis a successful part of parenting yeah all i mean i'm sure parents out there that are cannabis users or were casual cannabis users in the past i'm sure are curious about this again not being a parent i can't really say i'm curious about it just as a potential future parent right yeah like if if a few of these questions we could answer now um so we're actually better and more well informed for the future that can only be a good side right um so yeah just just getting into it uh you mentioned first uh cannabis and parenting is loaded with heavy social stigma this is it's like cannabis and driving right um so yeah what what does that mean or what does it mean for Leah? What does it mean for parents in your eyes? And then uh, what do you think people need to do to take it as a more open topic to, to start that conversation, to remove the stigma, if, if there is a way to remove the stigma? Absolutely. I think there's definitely a way to re- remove the stigma, and I think it's just one of those things that's going to take a lot of time. And something that Leah mentioned is just having more and more open conversations whether you're in a legal state or not, this needs to start happening now because hopefully everywhere will be legal soon. So you need to start having those conversations with other parents right now and with your kids. Um, and, And the reason that this is important, there's parents that are medical patients, parents that work in the industry, or even people that just use it recreationally like you would have a glass of wine. Yeah, exactly. 
that that's kind of where I see it is is you know cannabis does have that potential to become used in the same way that you would use a glass of wine to wind down but you're also right there are medical patients that are taking cannabis for real medical you know prescribed reasons so that open conversation obviously is a major important part of it um and here's actually what uh, leah had to say uh when we asked her about that but but to answer that question specifically i think one of the reasons i think it's so important now is that as more and more states are legalizing cannabis, it's very important that this is a topic that's addressed and there's so many different angles you can address it from. One of the things I noticed when Measure 91 passed here, even when Measure 91 was still campaigning and we were looking at the polling, you know, that was coming back for, you know, oh, is it going to pass? Is it not going to pass before the actual voting happened? I noticed even then that there were far more conversations happening between parents at the PTA meetings and in the other, you know, on the sideline of the soccer field when I was watching my son play soccer. But after Measure 91 passed, it was like, so it just like opened this can of worms that parents were like, oh my gosh, now we can talk about this with each other, which I think is great. But I think those are conversations that people in prohibition states need to be having. In, in regards to open conversation, um, you guys spoke a little bit about how we need to change how we talk to our kids about the plant. Um, you know, how Leah has talked to her children specifically, and then kind of what vocabulary we can use moving forward. Um, what are some, some of those buzzwords, excuse me, um, you know, stigmatized words, things like weed, marijuana, you know, moving forward. How can we change that? How can we talk to our kids? What do those open conversations actually look like? Yeah, so you immediately bring up, oh, do we call it weed, marijuana? And, you know, these days it's cannabis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the highlights of what Leah said that I just want to mention real quick is as a parent, using the resources that we're going to talk about in a little bit, share with your children factual research-based information. We don't need to be spouting out a bunch of opinions. We've all got them. Get the right information and share. You know, one of the things that Leah said was so important for her children was to talk about brain development, mm, to talk yeah. about not putting any substances in your body until your brain is fully development, fully developed. Sorry, <laughs> and whether that be caffeine or an Advil mm. or you know, obviously marijuana or other drugs or weed or alcohol. Or weed, or weed, or weed. Uh, no. So not putting anything in your body until your brain is fully developed if it's not going to be good for that. Mm -hmm. If you want to reach your full potential as a human, you know, these are the ways that we need to say it, not just this is a drug, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, Here's stepping, why. Yeah, yeah, kind of stepping away from that dare mentality that we had as kids, mm -hmm. right? Because it was that idea of like, oh, just say no, but... It, it, you know, having that, it's, it's almost like abstinence from everything kind of makes it, makes you want it even more. But I remember my parents personally had the conversation where they're like, listen, you know, we know social drinking is, is something that you're probably going to start in high school. Just know, like, you're not developed yet. Like my dad, who is a PhD scientist, straight up sat me down and was like, listen, your brain's not going to be developed till you're 21. <laughs> That's why the age is the age. Like, just do your best not to binge drink now for those reasons developmental reasons um 
which actually like I, I still remember and it sat home pretty pretty good for me so i imagine those conversations could yeah help. well and and that brings it to something that i'm not sure leah mentioned or not but creating a space for open conversations with your children yeah creating a place where they can come and ask any question in the world without feeling like they're going to get in trouble and you know just being able to say mom what's the deal with weed you know and not be like oh you talked about weed like you're already in trouble just for thinking about it yeah 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 that's crazy so yeah so let's hear what uh leah had to say um some good points on talking to your kids talking with your children about cannabis i've found is very different and then perhaps talking with them about alcohol or things like that, depending on which of those sort of hats you're in as a parent. If you're a medical patient, you're probably not going to compare your cannabis to alcohol. You know, you're going to compare it to mommy's taking this instead of taking this bottle of pills because it helps me be more present for you as a parent or whatnot. But if you're, you know, and if you're in the industry, maybe you don't even consume cannabis, but you want your kids to know that you're working in an industry that's legal in your state, even if it's not legal in your entire country yet, and they need to understand the difference in legalities and things like that. So I just think that especially with more and more states coming on with, you know, adult use legalization and medical legalization and even just decriminalization ordinances, that it just is becoming more and more important that people who are parents that have some sort of association with the cannabis plant, I think it's more and more important that they are starting to talk with each other and talk with other parents because the only way that we're going to make any headway here and make it so that there is a crystal clear way to talk about this with each other and with our children or educators even is by starting the conversation and at least being able to have that conversation with with each other we are talking about open conversations with your children that's obviously going to be the base of the pyramid here that's what's going to be you know i think the most useful Um, but also part of that is being um, able to access factual and research-based information which you mentioned before uh, talk to us about resources um, outside of obviously the Mary Jane Experience, a fact-based blog on the social use of cannabis in the modern era based in Boulder, Colorado. Other places that people can find information. Um, what were some of Leah's suggestions and what are some of the things that you found in your research? Absolutely. So we all are going to go right to Google and type in what's the best cannabis for children? (laughs) No, Um, but how do I talk to my children about cannabis? You know, Google it up. It's going to come back with a million different results. Some of them are going to be great. Some of them are going to be horrible. We wanted to know. So like maybe not high times for the talking to your kids thing. (laughs) I mean, shit, they're pretty They might actually. We should look into that. You never know. Anyway. But there are... um, There are resources that are specific, a lot for women, Mm -hmm. which is so great these days. And some of the things that Leah mentioned specifically for women were like Elementa. We just talked to Aliza Sherman. You can look back at that episode. Tokativity, Splim, Canamami Nonprofit. Leah also runs the Weed Blog, which is not specific to women or cannabis and parenting but has a lot of great information. We try and get whatever we can. And the industry is also just full of all these incredible people that are ready and willing to help you, uh, ourselves included. Yeah, and that's one thing that we've noticed throughout the legal cannabis industry is the amount of support 
Um, you know, I think if anybody was to independently do a little bit of their own research and reach out to a few of these people, um, you, you will be surprised at how open and willing these organizations are at lending a hand and support and suggestions. Um, and again, in a factual and research based environment where, you know, the information that you would potentially use to have that open conversation with your children is, is fact-based. Um, it's not going to be, you know, shooting from the hip. A lot of these people have dedicated their time and effort and professionalism to this exact topic. Um, so yeah, the, the, we did hear a couple of suggestions from Leah. So let's hear those now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and I think, you know, parents that are looking for sort of resources that are really in like mainstream media, there's enough out there now that you can just Google something like yeah. talking yeah. to your children about cannabis and you're going to get all kinds of, I mean, you're going to have CNN pop up, you're going to have CBS pop up, you're going to have, you know, all kinds of mainstream. But in terms of like really specifically cannabis and parenting types of stuff, obviously I'm going to direct you to the weedblog.com because that's my website and we try to do our best to put as much educational and informational content on there as possible so that you, you can be educated yourself or you can pass this on to other people who are skeptical about it. So of course I'm going to direct you there. I, do, I am familiar with a few other cannabis and parenting platforms. There is a, organi there is a, a company called Tokativity that's the global cannabis community for women, but they do have a mama's arm that's just specifically for women who are mothers or who are thinking about motherhood and for them to be able to discuss, you know, topics that, you know, might be unique to cannabis and parenting that you're not going to come across in your regular mom circles. That's one that I would certainly direct you to, tokativity.com. Um, there's another really great publication that's called Splim and you can find them at splim.com and they are all about pot and parenting. Like that is the primary thing, primary part of their content is about pot and parenting. Another one that I'm involved with that is doing some really incredible work in terms of striving to protect mothers' rights to choose plants over pills is called um, Canamami Nonprofit, and that's canamaminonprofit.org. And they are a nonprofit based in California, and they even have a nurse's line that you can call from anywhere in the United States just to call and talk with a nurse about cannabis in general as a mother. You know, if you're thinking thinking about if you're a breastfeeding mother, if you're pregnant, you know, things like that. So you can just talk to someone who does have a medical degree and you can, you know, get some answers from them. So those are all really, really great ones. But my personal experience is that, you know, you as a parent are the one that is, you know, ultimately responsible for keeping your children safe and for educating your children. So the more you can educate yourself whether it's, you know, visiting something that's specific to pot and parenting or looking up the research that Dr. Gupta has done for CNN, um, I think that the, the most important thing is that you educate yourself, be, just like you're going to do if you're going to allow your child to play football. You're going to educate yourself about what's going to happen there. If you're going to, you know, have your child start in a marching band, you're going to research that as well. So, you know, those might be sort of different, but it is really important that you are the parent, that you, the parent, are going to be the one who's educating yourself because as you just said, if you're just going to ignore it or if you're going to give your kid misinformation, they're going to seek out answers themselves, whether that means trying the substance themselves or getting answers from other people who might not know what they're talking about. Follow-up question to that. Were you able to find any resources specifically for dads in this process? Or, or I guess we spoke to Leah who obviously operates the weed blog. Um, 
women based anything for dads out there you know i i have no idea and that would be something worth looking into because Mm -hmm. a lot of the resources that i talked about with leah are definitely more women based yeah And, and i'm not not criticizing in any way shape or form but it um for me feels like the like changing room table in the men's bathroom like it's like <laughs> you just never had one for the longest amount of time till single dads were like uh we changed diapers too casey jones um, is this an offshoot for you <laughs> i think this Canadads? is canada dads canada ooh, canada sexy canada <laughs> just kidding <laughs> that that really like ruins it <laughs> yeah pretty much um no that that would be interesting i think we're gonna do some research on that um ooh. follow follow-up blog to the cannabis and parenting podcast Cannabis for dads. Canna dads. Dad bods included. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, so moving on. Um, uh, obviously, the, the main, the underlying question of this entire conversation is can cannabis help you parent? Can it make you a better parent? Does it help the parenting experience? Again, thoughts? So this is clearly an opinion question. We can't. Yeah, this go... is this is totally completely subjective. This is not an objective view in any way. Yeah, ever. there's no, not necessarily. I can't say there's not, but I wouldn't say this is something that you could really get like research-backed information on. Mm-hmm. But I've talked to a lot of parents. Some of our own family members, actually. Yeah, we're not going to call them out. Them. No, no, we're <laughs> <laughs> not going to pull a Sam and start screaming people's names from the rafters but i've heard from a lot of people you know you're at your wits end and you just step out and take a puff off your joint or your vaporizer whatever you've got and instead of being frustrated all of a sudden you're like oh no these children are so beautiful and i'm so appreciative and i'm just gonna sit on the floor and play nothing Mm -hmm. else matters i don't need to worry about the dirt on the kitchen table and you know what I think there's also um, something that I found in just helping out sometimes with my brother's kids is that it can sort of help you get into a more childish mindset without sacrificing being a responsible caretaker. Yeah. Unlike alcohol, it doesn't have that mind-altering ability where you're no longer motor skills functional, right? Yeah. You still retain a level of consciousness that allows you to be functional in terms of being a responsible adult. But it also, again, in my experience puts me in almost a childlike state. Like we, we, we will make the coffee table book, you know, the real side effect of marijuana, real side effects of marijuana. Sorry. Um, and it's like coloring, you know, all of a sudden I find, I find love coloring. (laughs) All of a sudden Legos are entertaining again coloring books are awesome and it does put you almost in a childlike state so yeah um and you can microdose and still feel really good about that it's not just like you know with alcohol i guess you can have one beer and and maybe that's all fine Mm -hmm. but um it's not going to put you on the kids level it's going to put you into where you're like okay put the kids to sleep (laughs) get rid of them um and and that's the thing too is like you know all these stress relief and self-medicated stress stress relief items i.e cannabis alcohol um you know to be done in moderation 
obviously yeah. i think you be know not super effective be responsible obviously we're not talking about taking you know four dabs to the face before you go babysitting we're talking about taking we're not like pulling a, a skip from markaha <laughs> taking three thousand milligrams yeah no no need to be taking triple digit dosages to uh take care of some kids that's not not what we're getting at here you know maybe some microdosing, maybe and again finding things that when you at a very personal intrapersonal level are able to function rationally and responsibly maybe that could help yeah and leah's saying, got some tips on that um yeah. she's got a, a lot of insight so let's hear it from the pro yeah this is you know <laughs> it's so funny because you know i of if you get onto the the web especially and you start looking at all the mommy blogger websites sites and the mommy blogger Instagram accounts and Facebook pages and how lively they are with conversation. You know, all of these moms or, you know, some of our, them are parents where there's dads talking about it too. If there's so much lively conversation that happens on these and it's really hard to come across one of those where you don't find a meme or a joke about mommy needs her wine or mommy needs her coffee <laughs> or something like that. And me and all my mom friends are like, what's wrong with mommy needs her cannabis or mommy wants, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, right. Because you know, I, I, I don't want to say it makes you a better parent, but I think all parents, you know, once you've made the transition of, in your life of like, you know, first I'm just concerned about myself or I'm concerned about myself and my partner and maybe my pets too. Oh my gosh, I have this, you know, life that is depending me on me for every single, you know, breath that they take type of thing. You know, once you've gone through that transition and you feel that, you know, immense amount of responsibility and care for this being or these beings that you are responsible for, um, I think you go through your own change of like, what is going to help me be a better parent? Is it that I need to be up at 5 a.m. and taking my run every morning so that I'm sane by the time the kids wake up? Is it that, you know, I need to make sure that once a week I get a bubble bath? Is it, you know, that I need to make sure that I continue to go to my book club? You know, what is it? What are the things? So I think all parents sort of find a balance there of like, you know, eventually of like, what what is it that's going to help me be a better parent, you know? And um, I think that what I've found for me personally and from talking to lots and lots of other moms and dads about this exact topic is that they find that cannabis is a nice way for them to kind of, you know, take the edge off just like, you know, that glass of wine or that bubble bath or that run or whatever it is, you know, the coffee, whatever it is for you that's sort of helping you like when you're getting to that 11th hour and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my mind kind of thing. I think that, you know, many people have found that cannabis takes the edge off and has far less effect on them than if they're going to choose alcohol or if they're going to choose, you know, another, another sort of way to unwind. Uh, great tips there on, you know, could cannabis potentially help you become a better parent? Um, so very interesting to hear from an actual pro as opposed to our just rambling as non non parents. Um, and again, parenting, it always you're going to come back to ground rules at some point you're going to have to lay something down what are some good ground rules best tips for making cannabis a successful part of a parenting endeavor we'll call it or or what are some of the things um like what are the what what are the the absolute no-nos and and do's and don'ts i guess some some ground rules for weed and parenting well i think we just covered the most important one which is just use it in moderation and know yourself and 
either microdose or take a responsible dose. Mm-hmm. And actually watching your kids is not a time to experiment. We should say that. Yeah. And and <laughs> so I think we should just throw it right into Leah because she really has um, the right information here. So yeah. just go right there. Sure. Well, again, you know, this all comes back to you and being a responsible adult. Like, you know, yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to try to overdo it at the bar and then think that you're going to be a conscious parent the next day, you know, or, you know, whatever it is you do. So again, this all comes back to a matter of personal responsibility and doing your own research and things like that and listening to your own body, you know, when it comes to overdoing it. But I think, you know, first you want to be very educated about the legalities of cannabis where you live. I think that's the number one thing. You've got to make sure that you know what's going on legally with cannabis where you live. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is, you know, if you are, you know, in a legalized state where you are, you're in a medical state and you have a, a medical marijuana card where you are able to go into a dispensary or go to a, a caregiver meetup type of thing and you're able to <clears throat> get cannabis or if you're, you know, in a legalized state or a uh, medical state where you actually have dispensaries and you're able to go into a shop and look at the products, um, I think you know, that's the second step is like, what is going to be the most comfortable for me in my home? Some parents feel really strongly about, you know, they don't want to have any smoke in their home. They don't smoke cigarettes in their home. They don't want to smoke cannabis in their home. So they might be people that are more likely to gravitate towards vape pens or edibles or tinctures or things like that. You know, um, some people really like the combustion of the flower and they think that makes themselves, makes them feel better than perhaps a tincture or an edible would. So then you're at the point of like, where is the best place for me to keep these things? Where is it the best place for me to consume these? You know, do we care if our kids know that we're consuming cannabis? Like that's a whole nother conversation. You know, I, I definitely know parents who are cannabis consumers and talk to their kids about cannabis, but they might, they're not at the point where they're comfortable enough actually consuming it in front of their kids or where their kids know that, you know, that it's kept in the house type of thing because it's still stuck in somebody's underwear drawer or something, you know? <laughs> Um, so it just, I mean, it really depends on your life and where you're at, but you know, I think it all goes back to making responsible and informed decisions and listening to your body when it comes to actually consuming it. If you're not a cannabis consumer and this is something that you're wanting to try, I would definitely make sure that your children are asleep or maybe spending the night at grandma and grandpa's or, you know, away at a, a long play date or something like that before you just try it out. You know, I mean, definitely get to a space where you know your body, you know, you have things dialed in in that way before you're actually going to allow yourself to consume cannabis and parent at the same time. So there you have it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there you have it. That's from somebody that actually is not only in the cannabis industry and a cannabis user, also a parent, which again, neither of us are. Um, so very interesting to hear her thoughts um, on cannabis and parenting, how it can help. What are some kind of best practices, not only in talking with your children, but using yourself. Um, so yeah, that, you know, her, again, her her mission, her goal, the, the destigmatization, the decriminalization of cannabis and its use in everyday life is kind of what we're here for at the Mary Jane experience. We do want to crack the show open on this one and get some real information. And that was great to talk to her. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. Whether you like it or not, 
cannabis and parenting is happening just like alcohol and parenting is happening and just like a lot of other things and parenting Mm -hmm. is happening so if we can just talk about it if we can just open the door and say here's what's good here's what's maybe not so good here's what some people are doing let's open the conversation and not make it weird guys yeah, not at all. It doesn't and have to be weird. This, this again, it <laughs> comes back to so many taboo topics, right? Like, you know, sex education, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, rather than approaching it like dare, the just say no approach obviously did not work. Be a fucking adult and yeah. talk about cannabis and parenting. <laughs> just have the conversation. It's going to be awkward as hell. Just you, you, like anything else, you just got to rip it like a Band-Aid and it's going to, you're going to be better for it afterwards. And I think that's. I guess we'll call it the summation of this entire conversation is just be open about it. Yeah. We can't cover it all. Nobody can cover it all. Everybody's got a different viewpoint on it. And your view and your opinion is so important because if you don't talk about it, we're not going to know about it and we're going to keep doing it maybe a different way. And if we can come together on this and, and get the issue out in the open, it's going to make it better for everyone. Even if you're like no cannabis ever, Call us up. Tell us your opinion. We'll put you on the podcast. I don't even care. I want Absolutely. to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So again, Mary Jane Experience, we are an open forum of educated individuals in the legal cannabis use industry. And we want to hear from you. MaryJaneExperience.com. That comes us to our classic and favorite plugs. Reach out oh, to yes. us on social media. That's right. Mary Jane Experience. We have a Reddit page. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. MaryJaneExperience.com comment section as well as contact page. We just launched a newsletter. So make sure to sign up for that. That way you can get all of your information directly to your inbox. We promise not to spam you. Um, And we're going to South by Southwest next week. That's going to be extremely interesting for us. We're actually going to talk with a lot of these professionals and people that we've, we've met as well as some new ones. We're going to learn a lot about the industry, so we're going to have a lot of content information coming out from that entire week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Leah is also going to be at South by Southwest. She is hosting a cannabis and parenting meetup. If you are going to be in Austin, definitely go check it out. We'll be there, or at least I will be there. I don't know if Casey Jones is going to be at that particular one or not, mm-hmm. but definitely check it. it out. I will link it in the blog posts that we post with the podcast on our website. And there's a ton of other cool shit going on in the cannabis business track. We're going to cover every single thing we can, and it's going to be really fun. Yeah. I'm excited just to go to Austin. It's a great town. You've never been to Austin before, so this is going to be super fun. Have you done there for the first time? If you have any suggestions of what to do while we're in Austin, uh, share those as well, because (laughs) we don't know what we're doing. Nope. And and it's a non-legal state, so we're gonna. It'll be interesting to to see what the dynamic is down there, coming from the effective epicenter of of United States legalism. Yeah. Don't tell the cops we're gonna be there. Yes, please don't. Because <clears throat> we're definitely not bringing any weed. No, and it definitely yeah. <laughs> There's no way to have um, that conversation. But we're gonna be interviewing so many cool people yeah, down there. Are. We've got Patrick from Canopy. That's right. That's going to be great. Canopy based here in Boulder, actually, which is nice. Yeah, we've so. got all, I mean, there's so many cool people doing this mm-hmm. cannabis business track, and we are 
get lined up with all of them. So going to be a lot of cool interviews coming up. Absolutely. So pay attention to that. As always, we are the Mary Jane Experience. I am Casey Jones. Strawberry Sequoia. Thank you for the listen. We appreciate it. Um, like stay we always high. say, stay high, stay proud, take care of each other, especially your kids for this week's episode. And we want to hear from you. Reach out to us. We're happy. We're happy to get any and all suggestion and comment. We love you. We love you. Take care. Be easy. If you're in Austin, we'll see you on 6th Street. Peace out, potheads. Good night, potheads. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was actually my favorite part.